0: this morning I'm safe with you I'm gonna make it through How many believe you're going to make it
1: through today?
0: My house was amen. Built on, you.
2: built on the solid I rock, Jesus.
0: Amen, amen. My house was built on you.
2: How many are thankful for the rock Christ Jesus today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for the rock Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen 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 i'm so glad that all of you are here as i said before but i really am thankful for the presence of the lord that is here and his presence where his presence there's fullness of joy i said there's fullness of joy we can't let the world dictate what god is doing in our life we gotta say i can do all things what through christ that strengthens me Today, uh, Brother David Grigsby, a friend of this church, a friend of mine, friend of our men, uh, we've invited him back to come and do our men's retreat next year, and uh, we are looking forward to him ministering to us again today, hailing from the state of Louisiana by way of Texas. Um, he's pastoring in, in Louisiana, and I'm thankful that he's a part of a great team there, and that. His senior pastor, let him come today. I appreciate that so much for Pastor Nealon to do that. So David, come. Pastor David, come and just minister to us for a few minutes. I believe the word of the Lord is the most important part of this service today. We've had beautiful worship. We have dedicated amazing babies. Now let us, let us sit still for just a moment, for just a few moments uh i promise you brother david's not long-winded that's why he's so popular at the men's retreat and um that's why they invited him back (laughs) but uh the this this man of god has a word for us today so let us receive him can we do that today can we give the lord a hand clap of thanksgiving today
1: how many of you love your pastor today and your pastor's wife you all have an amazing team here I'm not going to name all the names because I will definitely forget but I'm thankful for every person Brother Doug, Pastor Stefan everyone who does such a tremendous job Sister Sarah thankful for them I'm thankful for what God's doing in Pine View. Amen I'm thankful for what God's doing here God is building something here let me say that again God is building something here And if you'll just hold on and you'll see the hand of God at work in your situation and in the life of this community, I believe that you'll see the power of God in such a manifested way. God never gets involved in our life to decrease us. Let me say that again. God never gets involved in your situation to decrease you. He gets involved in your situation to increase you, to build you up, to finish the work. And if he started a work, he's going to finish it. I said, if he started it, he's going to finish it. If he started it, he's going to finish it. If you'll turn to Matthew chapter nine, I want to say along with pastor, all the great, amazing job that the men's uh, team did. We just had a blast. I'm thankful to be delivered out of 105 degrees in South Louisiana. I woke up yesterday morning, it was 43. I got the Holy Ghost all over again. Hallelujah. Amen. But I'm so glad to be here. I'm thankful for your pastor and his wonderful wife. They are dear, dear friends. We're not just ministry friends. We're good friends. We're personal friends. And I'm thankful for them and the value that they add to my life this morning. Matthew chapter 9 verse 27, two blind men followed Jesus crying out and saying, son of David have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind man came to him and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? Look at your neighbor and say, do you believe that God is able to do a miracle in your life? They said a very simple statement. It wasn't loaded theologically with a lot of faith. It was just pure faith. And they said what? Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith. Everybody say, my faith. Let it be to you. Hebrews 13 and 8. You don't have to turn there. I'm going to read it quickly. Jesus Christ is the same I'm a paraphrase. Jesus Christ is the same in Matthew nine, elder, that he is today, yesterday, today, and forever. <laughs> Malachi three, six, I am the Lord and I do not change. I want to preach to you from a simple subject. Don't be the limit don't be the limit lord i pray right now in jesus name we feel your power we feel your presence i have a sense of expectation that you want to do a miracle in this room this morning before we leave this house we speak that according to the faith that is within us and according to the word of god that we stand on and we thank you for doing it right now in jesus name Give us ears to hear and a heart to understand, and let us receive everything that you have for us in Jesus' name. If you believe that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, could you put your hands together one more time? (laughs) Hallelujah. 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 You may be seated. Nine-year-old Joey was asked by his mother what he learned in Sunday school after service. He said, well, mom, our teacher told us about how God sent Moses behind the enemy lines on a rescue mission to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. When he got to the Red Sea, he had his engineers build a pontoon bridge and all of the people walked across safely. He then used his walkie-talkie to radio headquarters and call in an airstrike. And God sent in the bombers and blew up the bridge and all the Israelites were saved. Now, Joey, his mother said, is that really what your teacher taught you this morning in Sunday school? He said, well, no, mom, but if I told it the way that the teacher told it, you'd never believe it anyway. Many times we limit God and what he's trying to do because our understanding of faith does not match up with our expectation of faith. There's an interesting scripture that I found, Pastor, in Psalm 78. I've read over it again and again and again, but I read it in a different translation, a more modern translation, the Passion Translation. And the Bible spoke of the children of Israel who were disobedient to God in the wilderness. And it says this, and it reads this way, and it has forever changed the way that I've looked at faith, and it's brought me to this message today. The Bible says that Israel, again and again, they limited God, preventing him from blessing them. Again, again, God was limited by Israel, preventing him from blessing them. It's easy, ladies and gentlemen, for us to settle for less. We do it all the time in our lives. We settle for less good customer service at stores because it's convenient or it's cheap we settle for less hospitality at ho- hotels and restaurants because we're trying to be nice people we settle for less on our jobs because we're worried about what others might say if we speak up or we're afraid of our boss let's face it we settle for less in our politicians in lansing and washington dc because let's face it who can figure out that mess anyway we settle for less in our marriages And in our relationships, because it's hard work, we settle for less in so many areas of our lives because it's just become a way of life. This happens gradually, not just overnight. But it doesn't just happen in our everyday worlds. It happens in our spiritual journey as well. It begins with a heart change and a decreased motivation and a weariness with always trying to trudge forward in the spirit world. And suddenly we become less content with God less of god's presence less prayer less time in god's word less spiritual fire because it's just another day in our journey toward eternity we have now settled for less answered prayers and less seeing people born again through the power of god's spirit And if you and I are not careful, we will settle into a lifestyle of less of anything and everything. And suddenly we look up and have adapted ourselves to a lower level of spiritual living. Why? Because we have settled. I see an interesting uh, scripture here in the call of Abraham in Genesis chapter 11. I see something interesting here that spoke to me deeply in my spirit in verse 31. The Bible says that Terah took his son Abram and his grandson Lot who was the son of Haran and his daughter-in-law Sarai, Abram's wife. And when he left the city of Ur in Babylonian to go to the land of Canaan, they went as far as Haran. And they settled there. And Terah died there. Ladies and gentlemen, do you see what the Bible is saying? That the generation before Abraham stopped, settled, and died. The generation before Abraham stopped, settled, and died. They stopped believing that God could fulfill what he had called them to do. I've come to preach to Pineview this morning. Don't let this be the generation. Don't let us be the ones who stop and settle short of everything that God has for us. I wish you would say this statement as a confession of faith over the next few moments of this service. I wish you would lay your hands on your head or your chest and say these words with me. The Holy Ghost is upon me to stir me to a higher level of faith that refuses to settle for less than everything that God has for us. God did not create me to settle for less. And when we settle for less, we become the limit to what God wants to do in our life. God, do not let us settle for less than everything that you have for us let me say it another way and I hope they can put it on the screen little faith equals a little God but big faith equals a great big God oh I wish you could hear it this morning little faith equals a little God but big faith equals a great big God why I refuse to believe that God has any limits if he started something in your life he didn't get involved in your life uh, not to finish the job i love this translation from the living bible of this well-known verse from hebrews 11 what is faith everybody say shout faith what is faith it is the confidence assurance uh, that something we want is going to happen Uh, it is the certainty that we have hope for Uh, something is waiting for us uh, even though that we cannot see it up ahead Uh, faith ladies and gentlemen uh, is the ability to believe for things that we cannot see Uh, faith is what empowers us uh, to break out of our traditional boundaries uh, of what we think god can do Uh, faith always talks about the thing uh, that we prayed for as though it has already been given to us uh, even though we can't see it hear it or feel it Uh, faith is what empowers me uh, to live within uh, an enlarged border uh, and increase my capacity Uh, faith resists the temptation uh, of my flesh uh, doubt and fear and unbelief uh, that tries to impose restrictions uh, on me Uh, faith uh, demolishes the negative thought patterns uh, that seek to restrict God-given futures. Uh, faith resists the mindset uh, that seems to be saying, it uh, seems to say, uh, that if everything is going okay, uh, then something bad must be around the corner. Uh, I rebuke that lie right now in Jesus' name. How many of you right now need a miracle in your life. How many of you right, can you hear me? How many of you right now need a miracle in your life? Stand on your feet right now if you need a miracle in your life. What does that mean? That means I need God to intervene in a way that cannot be done by the physical things of this world. How many of you that now need a miracle believe in the supernatural hand of God to perform that miracle? somewhere we've got to straw the line in the sand uh, and stop believing what we used to believe uh, get your mind off of the past failures uh, of your faith in your past uh, get your mind on the future that god has for you uh, if he has started to work uh, if he's done it before uh, he can do it again uh, if he started to work uh, 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 faith faces the forces I'm going to preach to the people that are standing and you can be seated faith faces the forces that restrict our vision our hope and our dream faith resists the status quo of religious mediocrity and says there must be more and since there is more it's for me by faith I confess that God is taking me out of poverty sickness failure defeat and has put me in a place of victory peace, joy strength, health by faith I can confess it over my life you say David you don't know my situation you don't know how desperate it looks get your eyes off of what you see and get your eyes on what you know God is the same yesterday today and forever To settle for less is to live a restricted life and forfeit our future-filled faith. Ladies and gentlemen, God doesn't take you out of your trouble. But God's word says that we have overcome this world and its trouble by the word of our faith. <sighs> first john 5 and 4 says it this way and this is the victory look at your neighbor said this is your victory come on turn and look at your other neighbor punch him in the shoulder and say this is your victory that has overcome the world even my faith not my faith in my own ability but my faith in god and the finished work of the cross and what jesus christ has done for me don't settle for a restricted future Pine view I said, don't settle for a restricted future, Pine View. Faith looks past the immediate circumstance and sees the ultimate fulfillment of promise. Faith believes in the impossible when the logic of our mind is trying to talk us out of it. We're not in a fight. I said, we're not in a fight with faith. We're in a fight with our logic. And sometimes when it gets into the middle of a battle in a situation where we need God to move, We've got to set our logic aside and say, God, I know what it looks like, but I know what you've said. And so I'm going to stand on what you've said, and I'm going to have faith in who you are. One person said it this way, faith sees the invisible, believes the incredible, and receives the impossible faith sees the invisible believes the incredible and receives the impossible we will never experience the supernatural hand of God opening and closing doors providing all that we need for the dreams that God has given us conquering our enemies and doing the things that God has called us to do if we settle for anything than living by faith ladies and gentlemen I literally believe that there are un claimed blessings waiting on us today who am i preaching to i said who am i preaching to (laughs) i preach to myself because i know that i need a miracle working god every day i said every day Every day I wake up and I face my son and I need a miracle every single day. But I can look in the face of that impossibility and say it'll never happen. Or I can stir my faith. I said I can stir my faith. And I can say every day, Lord, I thank you for healing my son. I thank you for healing my son. Say, David, he hasn't been healed in 21 years. That's okay. I'm going to get up on Monday morning and say, God, I thank you, I thank you for... I said, I thank you. Why? I've got a promise. And soon and very soon, my promise is about to intersect with God's power. And I'm going to see my miracle. But we got to move past our logic, our fear, and our unbelief and say with faith, just like the two men in Matthew chapter 9 Yes, Lord, I believe. Are you with me? Say that with me. Yes, Lord, I believe. Look at the doctor's report. Yes, Lord, I believe look at your bank statement yes lord I believe look at your mayor that's headed to divorce court yes lord I believe look at your children who are lost and bound in addiction yes lord I believe I wonder how many times I've missed God's blessing because of what I've let come out of my mouth has contradicted God's word Ladies and gentlemen, your faith is measured by your confession. Let me say it again. Your faith is measured by your confession. Some of us need to stop hanging out with negative people. And start hanging out with faith-filled people. Now, if you're married into that situation, you need to pray a little harder. I don't know what to tell you. But let this be the generation that contends for the return of the supernatural back to the American church. The American church has settled for religion with no power. We can't settle for just good church without God seeing God move in supernatural ways. Let me tell you something. If good preaching, good singing, good programs and nice buildings were the key to revival, Pentecost would have an incredible revival. But we've got to have more. We must have a demonstration of signs, wonders, and miracles. I know the heritage of this church. I know the heritage of your pastor and his family and all the great things that God has done in the olden times. But we're not living in the olden times. The older days are past and they're going away. I'm thankful for my heritage. I have an apostolic, spirit-filled heritage. But I'm not camping back in Herod. I said I'm not camping back before God Bring! Ah, I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to die. I'm not going to settle. But what I want to see is the power of the supernatural show up today and tomorrow how many of you are here under the age of 40 stand stand every every time I say something like that I feel old look at it hear me very carefully are you hearing me I hope that everybody I'm preaching to is a is a member here. If you're not, you need to get you need to sign up today. But hear me, under 40, under 40, we've been real good at playing church, having good church professional church and excellent church but good church professional church and excellent church is not going to fight you any demons and any devils good church excellent church is not going to be able to stand uh, at the bedside of your loved one who is dying with cancer and allow you to have the power of God fall in that hospital room Uh, there's something that's got to be stirred uh, in this younger generation uh, to say I thank God for my heritage but in this generation uh, we are not going to settle uh, for less than anything than God has for us could be seated we must take up the call of the prophet habakkuk in chapter 3 and 1 when he cried out to God he said lord i have heard of your fame I stand in all of your deeds, Lord. But repeat them in our day. In our time. Make them known. Could that be the cry upon you this morning? Every generation. Lord, we've heard of your awesome works. Some of you have seen God do signs, wonders, and miracles. I've seen them in my own life. But God, whatever you do, don't let them die in this generation. Repeat them. Repeat them. Repeat them uh, and make yourself known. Uh, Let us see the demonstration uh, of what you will do uh, when we refuse to restrict you. I wake up every Sunday morning. Every morning I wake up, but especially on Sunday mornings, I wake with, with the expectation that God can absolutely do a sign, wonder, and miracle in our lives. We must not be content without seeing the miracle demonstration as we connect our faith to the promise of God's word. We cannot settle for a survival mindset. Why? Jesus said that he came to give you an abundant life. Not in eternity. Now. Not in heaven. Now. Now. A survivalist has one thing on their mind, surviving and not thriving. My wife loves to watch those goofy survival shows where they drop you off in Alaska with a pocket knife and a string. It's 50 below zero. So dumb. And whoever lasts the longest wins the money. Most of the time, you know who wins? The person with the strongest mind. But hear me very carefully. We must switch our minds from survival to faith. We must switch our minds from survival to overcoming. We better switch our minds from survival to the supernatural. As a believer, God did not create me, save me, and leave me on this world to settle and survive. My attitude cannot be just to endure or hang in there or build a fort or hang out at the cabin until Jesus comes. Uh, That's not what God created us for. Uh, He created us for dominion and authority and to take up. We cannot settle for small Minded faith. We must sell it in our hearts that if God is as big as his word says he is, and he is as powerful as his word says he is, uh, then he is the same miracle working God of yesterday, today, and forever. <sighs> Among the court of Alexander the Great, the great Grecian leader was a philosopher. Alexander had totally dominated the known world at that time there was a philosopher in his court who was struggling financially unable to fix the problem he came to alexander in his court he asked him for help alexander told him i want you to go to the imperial treasure and get whatever amount that you need so he took alexander literally at his word he went to alexander and asked for the equivalent in our day of fifty thousand dollars which was a lot of money then The treasurer refused his request, stating that he needed to verify such a large sum of money. The treasurer came before Alexander in his court with this philosopher. And he asked about this situation and why this was happening. Alexander looked at his treasurer and he said this, Pay the money at once. This man has done me a great honor. By the extravagance of his request, he has shown that he understands my wealth, my power, and my generosity. The question that I have for us today, Pineview, is this. Are we insulting God with small-minded faith? Or are we honoring God with our big prayers? Have we forgotten the power, the authority, the wealth, and the generosity of the one that we're praying to? He is- Offering all of us the resources of his kingdom. What if we started praying God honoring prayers. Giant, colossal, humongous prayers. I've been praying tiny, inconsequential, meager, modest prayers for too long. But God has shifted something in my brain, in my spirit, Pastor, about two months ago. And I will forever be changed because of this message and this verse from Psalms 78. I refuse to limit God, God, I repent for putting a limit on you and the way that you desire to bless me. When we pray small prayers, we limit a great big God. Oh Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and your outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. So I know that I can come to God and say, oh Lord, you alone have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. So the situation that I'm facing today, I know that it is not too hard for you. So if God is as great as he says he is then we have the right to believe in the miraculous hear me very carefully I honor God by asking and believing that he can do the impossible. Why? The impossible is the starting point for his miraculous power. Do not allow past prayers that did not seem to be answered in our way of thinking. Do not allow discouragement or frustrations or failures or sin or delay to stop you believing that God is still a miracle worker Working God. Why? My faith, hear me, my faith is not in myself, my faith is in the faithfulness of God my faith is in the faithfulness of God to fulfill his promises faith in God to have a complete unquestionable acceptance of something even in the absence of proof especially not supported by reason faith fastens on to God that by his very nature it is a soul certain and sure reality God is faithful and he does not change and his word can not lie that's how I know I can have faith in God true faith is trusting in and relying upon God and his word with confidence despite the atmosphere I said despite the atmosphere despite the circumstance and despite the crisis why true faith is trusting in our blood-bound covenant with jesus christ because of the finished work of the cross several years ago a family called the church this had been probably close to 10 years ago a family called the church and they said pastor you've got to come and pray you got to come down to st luke's to the medical center in houston our boy is dying this young man, 30-something years old, had went into a seedy motel in this downtown area of Houston. He had taken a gallon of antifreeze. He would paid for two nights in a hotel. He locked the door, and he drank antifreeze pastor till he passed out. Somehow the maid found him in the second day, and somehow, somehow, only God knows he was barely breathing. They brought him to ICU in St. Luke's. They called us. The family called us, said, please come. They're telling us that he's dying. I walked in. My senior pastor was not available, but I walked into that room. I'll never forget it as long as I live. I can see it in my mind's eye now, even after all these years. He was on all kinds of machines. Everything was helping him breathe. The doctors had already told the family. They said, Don't worry, just go ahead and call the funeral home. It was Friday afternoon. He won't make it to Sunday. Go ahead and start making your arrangements, making plans. Get prepared for what is inevitable. He'll never leave here. I walked into that room, and yes, the death angel was there. But remember what I just said. Faith does not pay attention to your circumstances. Faith doesn't pay attention to your environment i said faith doesn't pay attention to your environment i've preached faith in churches many times before and i know half the crowd not even believing what i'm saying why because they never seen the hand of god at work in their life but i promise you it will only take you one time and god will make a believer out of you said David I thought that was over with the apostles I thought that was over with the New Testament Uh, no honey I come to tell you uh, we walked into that room in that ICU room all those bells and whistles and tubes and everything going on Uh, he was barely breathing Uh, the the funeral home was almost at the door Uh, we laid our hands and anointed him with oil uh, and we said death angel you're not welcome here any longer by the name and the power and the authority of Jesus name uh, we rebuke death and we speak life right now. uh, over this situation. Six weeks later, that young man walked out of ICU uh, of St. Luke's uh, and as far as I know, uh, he's still alive. Uh, I don't care what the doctor's report says. Uh, I don't care what the attorney says. Uh, I don't care what your bank report says. Uh, God's got the final say. Uh, somebody has to leave today with the miracle I feel the birthing pains in the Holy Ghost uh, somebody's leaving here today uh, with a prayer that has been answered how many of us truly believe that Jesus Christ truly you truly this is a trick question man this is a loaded trick question I'm it is I'm just going to set you up right here are you ready how many of you truly believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins (sighs) you truly believe it enough to stand on your feet right now you truly believe now i want you to now hear me i told you it was a trick question i want you to think about what you just told me you believed you believe in a person that you've never seen never heard in a physical voice never seen in a physical manifestation a guy that showed up on the backside of bethlehem claiming to be god And you believe in the idea that this human being who claimed to be God, the Son of God, the Messiah, went to a place called Calvary and he died for your sins so that you could go to heaven, a place you've never seen before, that he paid the price for your salvation? You're telling me by standing here that you believe that? You believe it? You believe? I know you do, Pastor. Are you with me? That's the story, as the country brother said, and you're sticking to it. Okay, I told you. Loaded question. If you believe that, I want you to follow this stream of thought. Paul says this in Romans 8. In the face of all this, what is there left to say if God is for us? Who? Who? can be against us hear me just remember what you just confessed to I've warned you it was loaded you could have stayed seated he that did not hesitate to spare his own son but gave him up for us all can we not trust such a God to give us everything else that we can can need so you're telling me that you have the faith to believe for the most difficult thing that God could do for you and that's your salvation but you don't have enough faith to believe for your healing you're telling me that you have the faith to believe That God did the most difficult thing. That you and I should have died for our own sins. But God did it for us through his son. And you don't have enough faith to believe for the restoration of your marriage. You don't have enough faith to believe for a better job. Paul is saying, he's shouting from 2,000 years of history. No! No! if God could do the most difficult thing that you could never do for yourself, what makes you think he can't give you everything? Everything that you have need of. If you have a miracle and you have faith to believe that God can meet that miracle in this room today, I want you to start walking to the front of this building right now. Come on. Come on. Come in a little bit closer. Come in a little bit closer. God's already doing a work right now.. Mm. the first thing that needs to come out of your mouth right now is yes Lord I believe yes Lord I believe yes Lord I believe and I receive everything that you have for me hear me very carefully hear me very carefully we're not here to beg God we're not here to manipulate God we can't do any of those things all we're here to say is God I want everything that you have for me You're a gracious and a loving Father. I dare you to raise your hands right now. And by the confession of your faith, I said your faith, your faith. According to your faith, let it be. According to your faith, let it be. I receive everything, God, that you have for me. I receive everything that you have for me. I receive healing, God, right now. I receive restoration, God, right now. I pray for the spirit of restoration to sweep over this audience. The spirit and the power of restoration to breathe upon us today, God. I believe that God is still a miracle working, God. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever, the same yesterday today and forever come on let that be your confession right now don't worry about what anybody else is doing don't worry about what anybody else is saying it's just you and god according to your faith according to your faith according to your faith according to your faith faith. let it be so let it be so. Let it be so. Let it be so according to your faith. Let it be so. Breakthrough, 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 breakthrough. Breakthrough. Breakthrough right now. Hala oh. radio box, si hala radio box, si hala bassi. Hala radio box, hala radio bassi, hala Come on, sing, sing, sing right now. Hallelujah. I believe, Lord. I believe. I believe. Let that be your confession. You don't have anything else to say. Let it be your confession. Yes, Lord. I believe. Yes, Lord. I believe. I believe that you can heal this sickness in my body. I believe that you can heal my marriage. Come on elders, prayer team, help me out today. God's doing a work. Somebody's leaving with a miracle today. I will not live it.
0: To have the final say you are the way when this seems to be no way we trust in you God you have the final say we believe you are the way
1: hear me when very carefully hold on just a second keep praying if you're praying keep praying how many of you need a miracle of healing in your body you need a miracle of healing raise your hand right now i want you to just come to this side right here elder come, come, can you do you have some oil Do you have some anointing oil anointing oil right over here if you need a miracle of healing i want you to line up on this side over here right here come on if you need a miracle of healing right here If you need a financial miracle, I want you to line up in the front. You need a financial miracle right here. If on this side, can't all, we'll, we'll 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 jam in here. It's okay. If you need to see God do something in your family, either your marriage, your children, whatever, I want you to be on this side over here, just so we kind of know, just so we kind of know. So I'm you're telling me that everybody in this group needs a healing in their body you believe are you are you with me that's what we're saying come on in prayer team where you at elders i know pastors praying everybody in the center you're saying you need a financial miracle financial and healing right in jesus name you believe that the lord can heal you today you believe that i want you to say yes lord yes lord i perceive it you believe that jesus christ died for your sins you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins? For your salvation? Okay, you believe that? I believe that you believe that. So the same faith that takes to, to believe that Jesus Christ died for your salvation is the exact same faith that it's going to take to see God heal your body.
0: You are away when this seems to be away. We trust in I you, God, you. to you. have You're a
1: trust. fun. To
0: you. you are the way I'm when there seems I'm to be no way. We trust in you, God, to have a fun. You are the way when there seems to be no way.
1: We trust in you, God, to have no you, long long are long. Long. you are the way when you know
0: there seems <laughs> to be no way <laughs> We trust in you, God, you <laughs> are